0: in reading Peter's second letter. Am I increasingly effectful, effective and fruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ? Now that's the English Standard Version which I normally read so hopefully it's similar. It's not too far away. But there's, there's a challenge here. Am I going forwards or am I going backwards in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ? God's purpose for us is that we go forwards in our faith but we are in a world that is rushing in the opposite direction away from God. If we stay still we are in fact very likely to be washed backwards so we need to stay strong and push on. In Northern Ireland we had a way of helping people when they were maneuvering and it was was very much go ahead back away. And if you can work that one out, you're doing well. It was very confusing. When we were in India, we heard of a taxi driver whose forward gears had broken, so he ended up reversing everywhere. It was a bit disconcerting and not a taxi. I would want to be in. The issue is a good question at the beginning of a new year to look at ourselves and... I wonder what our report card said for 2019. Motoring forward? Could do better? Seems to have gone backward. Only we can answer this honestly for ourselves. And the importance is not only to assess this, but then to actually work out what we can do better. A good friend of mine, he spent a lot of time helping me. And he encouraged me to look into the scriptures to find out more about our Lord Jesus Christ. And he said the more that he looked into the scriptures, the more he realized he had to learn. And round every corner there was new vistas. That was a great encouragement to me that even in later life we can still learn more and more about our lord jesus christ and the deeper you dig it's like our galaxies isn't it It just gets bigger and bigger and it'll be eternity before we find out everything so who's peter we know he was an apostle and he was one of the 12 disciples that jesus chose i like peter he said a lot of things in a hasty manner a bit like ourselves isn't it he made rash promises he got out of the boat and walked on the water he thought great let's jump out and then went oops what's happened there but he turned to Jesus so Peter's a good example for ourselves isn't he we think we know best and always try to find the answers ourselves well certainly that's what I did and sometimes only as a last resort do we take things to the Lord in prayer so Peter had some great experiences. When Jesus was crucified and rose again and he was filled with the Holy Spirit, he understood things much better. Therefore, I believe he's very qualified to write these words. And we do well to listen to them. We're looking at First Peter in our growth group. And the challenge on Thursday evening was Peter was encouraging the believers to rejoice in suffering. That's a tough one, isn't it? was a challenge for us but it certainly shows how Peter progressed in his faith and why he was qualified to write these ro- these words who was Peter writing to well in chapter 3 he says this is the second letter that i have written to you and he wrote the first letter we can see that in the first letter of peter that he wrote it to the dispersion i e the people who had been persecuted and had fled their homes and had run to what is now modern day Turkey, modern day Turkey at that time was probably a very secular society, we know it today as a very Muslim country, I think it's 98% Muslim but in those days it would have just been a secular and they ran there and I don't suppose it was particularly easy for them, they were aliens in a foreign land. There we can, therefore we can deduce that he was writing this letter to the same people. in this, Like an alien in a foreign land. Like Peter at the house of the high priest. When Jesus was arrested his accent gave him away. He tried to pass himself off as just another one of the men standing around. So it's pretty clear if you, when you hear me. Willie and I were struggling to communicate earlier with my thick Irish accent, his hearing. I'm a foreigner. I'm an alien in a foreign land. The question is, am I going native? Or am I a public representative of my true home? That's the key. Because if we genuinely believe that this is not our home, it will change our outlook, won't it? It'll change how we live, how we do things. It's so easy to settle down and just try to coast along. But I have found out many times in my life that it's at that time I'm at my most vulnerable and it's the most dangerous time. It's when I make the most mistakes and errors. So what's Peter saying? The key thing he's saying here is confirm your calling and election. That's a big one, isn't it? We see on the screen here, hopefully you can read it. There's a number of things here. We've been granted to us all things that pertain to life and godliness or given to us as the NIV version says. Through the knowledge of him. So there's knowledge there. We've been called to his own glory and excellence. We've been granted to us his precious and very great promises. So that through them you may become partakers of the divine nature. Having escaped from the corruption that is in the world. Because of sinful desire. For this very reason make every effort. To supplement your faith. The language here is very personal and challenging and we've been provided with everything through the knowledge of him. We need to go in not to be listless and half-hearted but whole-hearted and fully for Jesus. We've been given or granted twice. We've been called to be partakers and we have escaped. And all of this through a deeper knowledge of Jesus. We see words such as divine power, life and godliness, glory and excellence, precious and very great promises, divine nature. This is speaking of a high calling for us because we have escaped from our earthly sinful nature. These are here for us to enjoy, but we have to go in for them. And this is what Peter is saying to encourage the flagging hearts of the believers who have had some very tough times. At times we can be like this, and I trust we can be encouraged today... To be lifted up and study the Bible, to get to know our Lord better, have a deeper appreciation of His glory and excellence, we're to change from our our earthly sinful natures and be partakers of the divine nature, I don't know about you, but I find that a huge challenge. Because if I'm being honest, we're not then to say that it's beyond us, beyond us, but we're to give up and start making progress now, aren't we? When we go on into the next section, for this very reason, make every effort to supplement your faith with virtue and virtue with knowledge and knowledge with self-control, self-control with steadfastness. Steadfastness with godliness and godliness with brotherly affection. And brotherly affection with love. For if these qualities are yours and are increasing, they keep you from being ineffective and unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Peter's really challenging them here to be diligent to confirm their calling and election so that they will not fall. The challenge is to ensure that we are going ahead, as I said earlier, and it's no place for drifting and hoping it will be all right. We're either going ahead or we're going backwards. Which is it? Peter was seeking to sort out some issues among these believers that had arisen because uh, false teachers had come and had preached a foreign gospel. Peter's wanting them to get back to the, the true gospel and he wants them to stay focused on the true savior and ignore the false teachers. It's important to test everything you hear against the scriptures and to keep what is right and discard anything that is false. So, if I say anything today that you don't understand, please talk to me after and we can test everything from the scriptures. It's important. The significance of this scripture stopped me and made me consider my life. Am I diligent in growing in all of these features? As we well know, life has ways of testing us and finding our weak spots. Peter denied Jesus three times but knew that Jesus was praying for him to be restored. We're the same. So take courage and keep progressing because we gain knowledge from these experiences. And please, I'm not trying to make light of what some people are going through. But this is the rock that we can rely on. Peter wants to remind us to be committed and purposeful and growing as brothers and sisters in Christ. We're to become more like Jesus and keep progressing day by day in the knowledge of him so that we are effective and fruitful. And with this comes a great reward, for in this way there will be richly provided for you an entrance into the eternal kingdom of our Lord and Saviour Jesus Christ. The church requires effective and fruitful men and women of God growing in the character's importance to us. Now what are we going to do? We cannot be profoundly affected by the Bible if we don't read it. We also need to read it with purpose. If you go to the Bible expecting nothing, don't be surprised if you don't get anything. It's important to read it in prayer and ask the Lord to open it up to you. Matthew Harmon in his book, Ten Things You Should Know About the Bible, says, The Bible is God's tool to transform us. God's Spirit uses the Bible to transform us to reflect the image of Jesus Christ in every area of our lives. Wow. It's to be in everything that we do. please understand that this is a very real word to me also. And I've been challenged by these words to look at whether I'm going forwards or backwards. I spend a lot of time getting qualifications and that's right and it's important. But I didn't spend as much time developing my knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. I'm deeply ashamed of that, but at least I'm now aware of it and I can do something about it. So the challenge is for me to continue and grow. At the end of last year, I sat down and reviewed the last 10 years of my life as we came to the end of a decade to see what had happened over the 10 years, how the Lord had worked in my life and spoken to me. What were my feelings towards the Lord as I went through the experiences of the past? We do this as a business. We look back after the year to see what's happened, to see what we can do better and learn. I'd recommend that we each do that because sometimes it saves us from just drifting and hoping for the best. In our Christian lives I think it's equally useful. So I want to start at the beginning. We've got here, I've used a number of translations in here so that I think it helps us to understand it. The first one's quite simple, it's faith or basic faith are the words that are used in a number of the translations. For your information, I looked at the English Standard, the New International Version, the King James, the Derby Translation, which I was brought up under, and the Message. So just to let you know which ones of faith mean. This is faith in Jesus, and it's the start of the Christian journey. And we build on that foundation. And that's the only foundation. That's the starting point. Graham preached at the end of last year from Titus 3. But when the goodness and loving kindness of God our Savior appeared, he saved us not because of works done by by us in righteousness, but according to his own mercy, by the washing of regeneration renewal of the Holy Spirit, whom he poured out on us richly through Jesus Christ our Savior, so that being justified by his grace, we might become heirs according to the hope of eternal life. It's a very concise gospel message. And I trust you can see the necessity of salvation in it. There's nothing we can do for ourselves but to surrender to Jesus and ask him to be our Savior. He did everything for us by coming down into this world as a baby as we had in the nativity. And growing up as a man like us except he was perfect and never sinned. He was arrested, given a mockery of a trial, and crucified, and the Romans, so that we might be saved. His body was broken, his side pierced, from which flowed blood and water, and he died. Thankfully, that was not the end of the story. After three days, he rose from the grave and spoke to his disciples, and many more, before going back to heaven, where he is now sitting at the right hand of God. Hallelujah. This was done so that we could be made clean from all our sins. But we have to come to him personally. And ask him into our hearts. Do you know that the door of your heart. The handles on the inside. You can open it and let him in. It's your choice. I appeal to you that you do that right now. And ask Jesus into your heart. As your saviour. It's important because it has eternal significance to you and is vital for your life now also. This is the foundation that we can build on, the rock. Are we building on rock? Or are we like the parable where you build your house on sand? When the storm comes, it's washed away build on solid rock where it can't be washed away and that solid rock is our Lord Jesus Christ we live in a throwaway society I don't know how how many things get repaired these days they just get binned we go and buy something else we need to change our viewpoints and look for the true stable platform in our lives Faith, which is complete trust in Jesus and his death and resurrection. He came here to represent God perfectly and to die that we might have life. Do you know him as your Savior? Have you asked him into your heart? Have you asked him to be your Savior? Basic faith, or faith is complete trust in our Lord Jesus as the Saviour. That's the starting point. Everything else that comes after this is built on that foundation. And that's where Peter starts. And he's reminding these people that that is what they believed and don't change from it. He was an eyewitness, he says later on in the book. We were eyewitnesses to His Majesty. So don't be swayed by current thinking. And that's important for us today. The rest of the list is a challenge to us, if we are honest. First thing I would like to say, it's not in an order of, as to how we've to improve. So we've got to be virtuous first and then come to knowledge. It's something we should, this list is, is things we should grow at all, all at the same time. If we're being honest, some of these are more challenging to us than others. And that's due to our natures. And I've used different translation in the words because I think it helps the, the understanding. So if we look, virtue, goodness, good character, moral excellence. Isn't that a good one? We've got to excel at something. I like that one. And it's to mark everything that we do. Do we set out to excel morally every day? That would be a challenge, wouldn't it? Set ourselves a challenge on that one. The king's advisors could find no fault in Daniel. In anything that he did. Can that be said of us? In work, school, at home, the church. And how we deal with everyone in our daily lives. Can that be said of us? Knowledge and spiritual understanding. There's a real emphasis here on getting to know the Bible, isn't it? That's what Peter's saying to them. We need to get into it. And it's information acquired through experience or education. <coughs> experience can be difficult, can't it? But if we've got the knowledge of the In Psalm 23, David says, The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not be in want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He restores my soul. He guides me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me. In the presence of my enemies, you anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. He knows that because he knows God. He's read the scriptures and he's experienced it. That's the key. Complete dependence on God and in whose presence we can find complete rest. It's a great encouragement for us to spend time in God's presence in prayer, reading the Bible and with God's people in church, growth groups and in each other's homes. We can encourage each other and grow together, but we must spend time with the Lord ourselves personally. That's vital. I must make it my own and not try to live on other people's faith and experiences. Is there anyone trying to get on the back of their parents' faith? You need to have it for yourself. Where are we going now? Self-control, temperance, an alert discipline. And this is the ability to control one's emotions and desires in difficult circumstances. Alert discipline, I like that one. There's something we have to be awake and to be alert at all times. Excuse me. We we are expected to be able to control ourselves and be careful in our lives to rightly represent our Lord and King at all times. We are to be ambassadors. Alert discipline suggests that we are constantly aware and as a result are disciplined at all times. This is a very real challenge to me in my practical life as I have a tendency to shoot first and think after. But we are to be disciplined and constantly alert because the world is watching us very carefully. Many people have walked away from Christianity because of the way Christians acted towards them and from problems in the Christian church. It's not meant to be this way, so we need to be very alert about this to ensure we are not cutting people's ears off. Like Peter did when he was, thought he was defending Jesus. Jesus told him to put the sword away. And he healed the high priest's ear. High priest's servant's ear, Malchus. We need to take our guidance from Jesus and everything. And not just do what suits us best. We must remember that the church belongs to the Lord. And we must be a reflection of him and his attitude. So self-control, temperance alert discipline excuse me a second <laughs> steadfastness is the next one perseverance patient endurance passionate patience there's an a there's a bit of a theme coming through here isn't there we've got to be not just passive and But to be alive. Peter wants to stir them up. The quality of being resolutely firm and unwavering. Now that's a good one for us, isn't it? Can we be shaken in our fear if we look into his word? Peter was encouraging the scattered church to not be easily swayed by the current trends and attitudes. But to stay firm to the gospel they had. Just because the Lord had delayed to come back and claim his own was not a reason for them to become disheartened. Rather, Peter was telling them to hold fast to their faith and be fixed and to persevere with patience. Are we passionate about our patience in waiting for the Lord and not led astray in the meantime? Thankfully, this is why the Lord gave us the breaking of bread that we're going to do later on to help us to remember him. We need to have the conviction that the Lord will do everything that he said he, was, he will do. So we need to endure with patience because he is coming back. Are we staying ready? Godliness, reverent wonder. This is the quality of being devout to God and his principles. We need to understand that we know the all-powerful and awesome God. And there is need for us to constantly be aware of what is suitable. I like the words reverent wonder. They convey that we need to know who God is and that it is to fill us with wonder and encourage us to get to know him better. Also, this is to be evident in our lives that we are representing the king of kings and lord of lords. There is no one greater and we need to grow in correctly representing him by being more like him and if we're being honest that requires work and effort and above all time spent in his presence this is the love for our fellow christians as our brothers and sisters this can be very easy when everyone is just like you with the same outlook and standing in life however we are not clones, we're unique, and this uniqueness is a very great blessing to the church, but also a great challenge to each one of us individually at times. However, if we are honest, we prefer some before others, and there are some we are more naturally drawn to, the scriptures, the life of Jesus, and see how he responded. If we were to do that before we made any response in a circumstance, I believe we'd be blessed. Our default position needs to be to display love in everything we do. Elaine will be able to remind me after just how much of a challenge this is for me. That's what a wife's for, isn't it? The Derby translation that I was brought on with her says they're a helpmate. I love that. Something there that we can learn from. The ability to tell me with complete clarity what my report card says. I like to read in Psalm 133. This has been a challenge to me. How good and pleasant it is when brothers live together in unity. It is like precious oil poured on the head, running down on the beard running down on Aaron's beard, down upon the collar of his robes. It is if the Jew of Hermon were falling on Mount Zion, for there the Lord bestows his blessing, even life forevermore. Unity brings a great reward, but it's a challenge, isn't it? And brotherly love. It's a great blessing for us but we need to be marked by holy love in the church towards all love generous love love for everyone suggests a love that is full and warm does this mark us as we represent Jesus in everything that we do we live in a country the country of Scotland That is now classed as unreached by the gospel. Are we aware of that? Less than 2% of Scottish people class themselves as genuine believers. That's the world we live in. We may be the only Christians our neighbours, friends, workmates, colleagues ever see. What impression do we leave? a real challenge, isn't it? One commentary said about this love was that it was the divine nature in exercise. Wow. God's love being shown to those around us, through us, what a challenge. <coughs> Because in John's gospel, it's a verse I'll, you'll probably find I'll quote virtually every time I preach. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son. That whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. This is the demonstration of God's love. And we're to show this love to all. Graham challenged us last week when he was talking about the Samaritan woman. Are there any Samaritans in our lives? People that we don't take the gospel to? Or we avoid? I find all these words very challenging to me as I've contemplated them since last year. And when preparing for this preaching, I've been a force to go deeper into them and their meaning. And I trust this has been helpful for me. Peter wants to fire the readers up so that they make their Christian life secure on the solid rock of the love of the Lord Jesus Christ and for them to reflect his character to those around and amongst themselves. The promise of the rich provision for us of an entrance into the eternal kingdom of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. For if these qualities are yours and are increasing, they keep you from being ineffective or unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. It's not that we're staying stable. We grow in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Effective. What does effective mean? It's the accomplishment of a desired result. It's very simple, isn't it? It suggests that we are committed to growing in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ, and then can measure if we've made any progress. Not sure how easy it is to measure, but I think the point is that we at least grow. In 2 Timothy, it says, All scripture is breathed out by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness. So we should approach Christ- the scripture in this way. And this tells me that we just need to get into reading the Bible regularly and allowing it to transform us to be more like Jesus. Fruitful, it's an activity that multiplies or adds. We're to give return to God in worship as we become ever more aware of his love for us and what in love he has provided for us. If we do go in for learning more about our Lord Jesus Christ, then we will never fall and we can enjoy the eternal kingdom of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ now. What a wonder. Peter is telling them that he had been an eyewitness to the majesty of the Lord Jesus. Therefore, he's not going to be swayed by false teachers and be tempted to give up. No, he rather he wants to be a far for the Lord in all aspects of our lives. Just imagine speaking to Peter. Having seen these things. He was eyewitness. Wouldn't that have been wonderful? And that's what he's wanting to get across to us. Stir us up. In chapter 3. What's he doing again? He's stirring them up. To remind them that the day of the Lord's return will come. We're still waiting for it. But it's coming. Are we in the meantime going to be falling away and just think, ah, well, it's all right. No, Peter wants us to be stirred up. Keep your trust and faith in the Lord as a solid rock. And this is important for us today. So the challenge for us, are these qualities ours? And are we increasing because they keep us from being ineffective or unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ? I don't have a fancy presentation as you can see up there, but that's the one strap line I want. That's the one that stopped me dead in my tracks when I was reading through it. Have you ever come to a scripture where you just stop? What does that mean? That's, that was the one that stopped me. Am I effective and fruitful? Graham challenged us for this whole year to grow spiritually. When he gave us the scripture for the year. And it's on the front of the notices, isn't it? Paul's prayer for the church in Rome was to endure, encourage, unite and accept. And his purpose was to glorify and praise God. And that's the same for us today. And Graham was encouraging us to read the Bible and pray every day that we continue to grow. He laid it on us that, for that we are to grow And the question is, what are we doing about it? That's what Graham challenged us. And I felt the challenge. And this is the same. Effectiveness and fruitfulness. By growing in all of these features, I trust we can be effective and fruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. We need to become more like him and reflect his heart of love starts with faith, virtue, knowledge, self-control, steadfastness, godliness, brotherly affection, and love. So that we can be effective and fruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Lord Jesus, let us grow in our knowledge of you that we may be lights in this world to your majesty and glory and may we be filled with your love and be able to demonstrate that to all around. In your name, Lord. Amen.